Hey Dragons, welcome to episode 27 of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. This episode is with Robbie Farlow, a friend of mine from the SideQuest Fitness podcast and one of the newest members of my podcaster's uh, fantasy football league. And so I was really excited to sit down with Robbie and chat a little bit about all things nerdy and fitness. Um, Go check out SideQuest Fitness. He just actually passed... 100 episodes earlier this summer, so I was really proud of him for that. A little bit of a housekeeping note, thank you so much to everyone who came out uh, to NerdCon in Escondido last weekend. We had so much fun, it was such a blast. I was there with Joe from Geektitude, all the WEC podcasters, Philippe and Brian from The Average Geek Show, great time, had a Just a blast hanging out with all of them. Lastly, I need to thank everyone who's been out there using that social currency and spreading the word of the podcast. I really appreciate it, Uh, especially if you take the time to uh, rate and review on iTunes. I currently have 15 reviews. I would love to see that up to 25, maybe even 30 or 40 Uh, by the end of the year. So if you could take time, refer the podcast to a couple friends who you think would enjoy it and would get a kick out of it, please do ask them to rate and review. Speaking of ratings and reviews, I got to say thank you to ABTS underscore Doug, Alex and Caitlin, and then Chess underscore LLYG for the latest ratings and reviews. I really appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. And without further ado, Here's Robbie. Work out nerd out, everyone. In the basement, rolling dice, rolling dice. I'm a wizard. When we play, we do it right. Candles flicker, fighting dragons in my mind, in my mind. Just four kicks. DM says you're gonna die. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Roll a D6. Hey, dragons. Welcome to yet another episode of the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast, where we mix nerd and fitness culture to break down barriers. Today, I am joined by Robbie Farlow, podcast host of the SideQuest podcast. Robbie, how are you doing today? I'm pretty good. How are you? I am wonderful. It is a beautiful Sunday morning here, and I just got up a little bit ago, so the day is just beginning for me. <laughs> well, it is a hot Sunday morning here in Georgia. Uh, I went out a little earlier to do uh, to catch a few Pokemon <laughs> and uh, before the heat got in, and uh, dude, it's like 98 degrees and like 70% humidity. Like, I don't go outside. Oh, that, that nah. does sound brutal. Uh, at least when I lived in Phoenix, it was like... 115 degrees but no humidity whatsoever <laughs> you know i've always wanted to go to, to arizona and see like in like not in winter like i was there in like uh mid-may um so it wasn't like hot yet but i've always wanted to know what like 112 degrees with no humidity feels like i know it's hot <laughs> but when you walk out in georgia and it's like 70 percent humidity it's just like the oxygen is sucked out of your lungs and you're hit by this wall and it just the everything feels heavy oh it's it how i how i equate it how i let people know what it feels like is set your oven to about 400 degrees and then once it heats up just stay in some like 70 degree air conditioning then open the oven and put your face as close as safe to it that's what it feels like okay all right well uh and and next year come out for comic-con man phoenix comic-con is uh (laughs) every june you know i'm i'm actually thinking about uh doing some more comic-con stuff um oddly enough my uh you know after you came on on my show we chatted uh my wife mentioned to me she was like why haven't you gone to like any comic cons and like got a table and like because i feel like if i were like hey i'm gonna do this for the business and and i told you what i was gonna do you'd be like you're going to a fucking comic con so that you can (laughs) hang out with people no that doesn't sound like a a good business expense (laughs) (laughs) well i i've thought about going the table route and for what dumbbells and dragons is it's it's not a good business model for me because I'm like I can get more listeners for 
less expense by going around and talking to people, by going around and interviewing people, by going around and, you know. Yeah, well, and, and to – I've been the ones where, like, just getting on the Wi-Fi will cost you $80 for a weekend. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> Um, and I can't imagine the tables and, and, and I, I'm kind of with you. Like it, it would be hard for me to be there and be like, Hey, I'm a fitness coach. I'm a writer. I'm a podcast host. Like, you know, let's talk like, what, like, what am I, what am I selling? I can sell some t-shirts. I can sell some stickers, but then I got to buy all that stuff. And, you know, I don't know how many people would be like, yeah, well, you know, sign me up. Let's start coaching. Uh, you know, like if, if I could have like a little obstacle course or something, that would be cool. But, that would be cool. Uh, you know, uh, speaking of comic cons and obstacle courses there there's always a uh, ninja warrior type obstacle course at san diego comic-con and it's uh themed like assassin's creed oh that would be awesome i've never done it because every time i go just they're either not open or the line for an hour before they open is already around the block <laughs> so i'm just like no but a good, uh, just in case anyone out there is listening, any any people are interested, a good way is get on panels, be a panelist, yeah. and then you get to go to comic cons essentially for free, and you get to talk to a bunch of people about your podcast or about fitness or about whatever it is you want to do. So I will have to see if there are uh, any panels I can uh, I can try and get on down here in Atlanta for uh, for Dragon Con, which I think is in October. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, like, Dumbbells and Dragons is going to be at two panels. No, we're going to be at one panel for NerdCon coming up in Escondido in um, August. And then I'm doing two panels at Palm Springs Comic Con in November. If you want to get on any of the Palm Springs one, man, come out and visit. When is yeah, I might, I, might, I might have to do When is that in November? I got a bachelor party that, that, that month, too, so... <laughs> early november uh okay all right we'll talk we'll talk we'll talk yeah we'll talk (laughs) okay so meat and potatoes pokemon go um this is the first podcast i'm recording since its wide release i know a couple people who listen to the podcast know i got into the beta and was talking about that but what are your experiences with pokemon go right now um well only only because it feels a little weird. I really feel like if you're going to catch water Pokemon, they should be near water. <laughs> like, I shouldn't catch a Goldeen in the middle of a parking lot or a Staryu. Like, like, c- come on. Like, a- at least give me that much. Like, I-, I understand beating the grass, getting some grass Pokemon or, or this or that. But, like, I can't – I had a friend of mine, a friend of mine and a client uh, who sent me a message, and he was like, um – Look at what I found on my run. And it was a Magikarp laying in the middle of the highway. And I'm like, oh, all right. Well, that's funny, but come on. Like, got to put it in some water. Well, those are – first, my experience with that is that has been rare. Like, maybe I'll get a random Magikarp, but I will get a lot more water Pokemon if I'm near water. Hmm. Um, although one of my favorites was I was on a boat on a fishing trip – and we were in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, and there was a Caterpie. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, no, he's drowning. I need to save this Caterpie from drowning. <laughs> so um, I do think as more and more users are using it and they're getting better and better um, map technology, I think those – I'm going to call them glitches right now – are yeah. going to clear yeah. up. Yeah, I think, I think they'll clear up. I think the biggest issue, and from some people I've talked to, has been – um, the servers are down, the servers are down. And I know when you're starting something, you know, especially something that is free, unless you buy things in the store, like you should probably spend as much money as you can to get as many servers because it, like that, that is one thing that will turn people off very quickly. Like I've already heard people say, well, you know, I'll, I'll try it next week, but if they don't fix this stuff, like I'm just, I don't, I don't want to touch it again. Like it's, you get people excited, but you got to keep them in it because if you have those issues, people are going to, and we see with video games all the time. I mean, Assassin's Creed comes out and there's issues and people are like, ah, fuck this game. And the next thing you know, two months later, they're putting that game on sale, like massively on sale at GameStop or to download because nobody wants to buy it because it was broken when it came out. 
And I will say that in the first few days of its release, yes, there were massive server problems. The last two or three days, I haven't really found many. There isn't. It's been better for me, I guess, in the mornings. Um, yeah. Fairly early, anyways. Um, but it's been pretty okay for me in the mornings. Um, where I've had the issue is like later in the day, like two, three o'clock. I think when like everyone sort of hops on. The worst part about all of this, though, is. My wife and I were on vacation uh, the last couple of weeks, and her parents live in New Hampshire. Well, sadly, their Wi-Fi connection is in an old, like, New England home, and it's, like, it's probably still, like, the A version. Like, not even N, not even B, not even G. <laughs> like, it's, it's like, old school. And it kept going in and out, so a lot of our data got used up. So I have, like, no data for the next, like, 12 days, so I can only play when I'm on Wi-Fi. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, fuck. So it's a, it's a little bit of a struggle right now. I, I might have to bite the bullet and pay that extra uh, data fee. Well, first, let's talk about our problems right now are used up too much data <laughs> so we can play Pokemon Go only on Wi-Fi. Like, relatively not huge not, problems not a, to have. There are, there are bigger things happening in the United States right now, and Pokemon Go is not <laughs> it's, it's not it's not an issue. It, it really it really isn't. Uh, but it is it is just one of those things where like you know as as a kid who grew up playing Pokemon it's like no I I can like literally do what I've always I can pull I can pull a Pokeball out in the middle of a gas station and I can catch you know like a a, a Pikachu I can catch you know a, a Blastoise I can catch whatever is there in a gas station like I wanted to do that growing up but now I can <laughs> oh wait, servers don't work you know or oh I can't get into it it's like no. The crack I had as a kid, I need to feel it again. <laughs> well, and I will say that I think Pokemon Go is doing a lot of really thing. Uh, it's doing a lot of things really well, and I do think a lot of the user base right now is adults. Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. I I think that's because. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. It did make me want to go out and buy a DS just so I could actually like play Pokemon again. Yeah. Uh, how many like Game Boys are getting dusted off? But what I think is really great about it, and this is where, I, and I had this thought today, Nintendo could save themselves if they do this. And and when you when you're playing Pokemon Go, you have to incubate your Pokemon. Well, the only way to get them to incubate and actually like come out of their egg is to walk two kilometers like it's a game that's getting you to walk all over the place i mean they're pro people have already like gizmodo had an article up about like people like their legs are sore from walking so much playing pokemon go like people who aren't active are getting active and going out and i thought today i was like you know what nintendo with with virtual reality coming in sony's doing their thing and and microsoft's gonna do theirs you could literally come in and be the company that gets like gamers and geeks and nerds off the couch and you could create virtual reality where like Bowser throws a fireball at you and you have to like dodge. You have to do lunges to, to like they could create a fitness product for all the games that I wanted to play where I'm really Link and I'm swinging a sword and I'm fighting and or I'm dodging this and I'm jumping as Mario. Like they could do a whole lot of stuff to get people active. And I'm like, that's what they need to focus on. I think that would be awesome. Well, I want to say that the Wii was really video game fitness 1.0. Yes, I agree. Pokemon, two, Pokemon Go is kind of taking us into maybe 1.5, maybe 2.0. You're, you're no longer confined to holding two controllers and being in front of a screen. You get to go out into the real world and walk around. So it wouldn't surprise me if once we get to, you know, VR 2.0, VR 3.0, that those things are going to be able to happen. I mean, eventually we are going to build the, the Oasis from Ready Player One. Like that, yeah. it's, it's going to happen. Like, if I'm 85 when it happens, someone put me on life support because if I can live in a Whedon universe or like <laughs> a Star Wars universe, I I will I will do it. Uh, but I, I think eventually that's probably what's going going to happen. Uh, maybe as Tim Ferriss says, there's a possibility that we're all like a part of some giant virtual reality system, anyways. There's always the existential crisis of, is this real? Am I real? What is going on? You know? Yeah, I, 
I think therefore I am. Yeah. Who are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Robbie Farlow, as you mentioned in the intro. Uh, I am a writer, fitness coach, podcast host, uh, a man of multiple talents, I guess. I also love tacos. Like, I freaking love tacos. I love whiskey. I love deadlifting. I love squatting. Um, Dude, I when, love. When we get you out here for a Comic Con. I'm going to take you to Trejo's Tacos. Yeah. Like, are you familiar with Danny Trejo, Machete? Oh, yeah. Oh, dude, come on. Yeah. He, he opened up a taco shop. And Best it's, tacos ever. It's they're, – they're pretty good. Like, I I would I would put them in probably my top five favorite tacos. Ooh, all right, all right. I did not have those when I was out in Venice a few months ago uh, or out in California. I, but I got to explore more of California. Um, and and I, being in – I was in Texas uh, a few months ago, and I got to enjoy some uh, some tacos all around Austin. Breakfast, lunch, dinner—you can have tacos anytime. Um, but uh, I I grew up, you know, I, I grew up an athlete in some ways. Uh, I played sports, basketball, soccer, baseball all year round. But I was really a nerd at heart. Played video games when it was raining. Uh, I wanted to be the next Michael Jordan, but instead of actually going out to practice, I instead could be found playing Super Mario Brothers. Um, <laughs> But I was kind of the fat, chunky kid who sat on the bench. And because when you sit on the bench, you're just getting fatter. You're not out playing the game. <laughs> I, uh, I was the chunky kid growing up. Uh, you know, fell in love with theater when I was in high school. Went to college to become an actor. Moved to New York and realized, oh, shit, this actually takes a lot of work. I don't know if I really want to live very poorly the rest of my life and eat ramen. Um, and then after a breakup uh, with the girl that would eventually become my wife. Uh, I was like, you know what? It's time to like, it's time to get my shit together. And I started going to the gym. You know, I had dabbled in it before, of course, you know, I, I'm secretly, yes, I'm a nerd, but I'm also secretly a bro. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like I wanted to be AC Slater, but I was screech growing up. <laughs> there was no escaping it. Uh, I wanted to be AC, but nope, screech. Uh, so I started taking that serious and I saw some good results. Um, but it only really clicked for me once I, I got out of the shower one morning and every time I tell the story, I still get a little, uh, a little emotional about it. Um, but I remember getting out of the shower and I saw myself in the mirror and it's sort of like that moment where like your brain and your body sort of separates. Um, and my brain started speaking it didn't match up with what my eyes were seeing. And I was like, is this really what people see? Is this how I present myself to the world? Like, this is not who I see when I, when I'm talking, when I'm hanging out with people like this is how I see myself. But now for some reason I was actually able to see the true reflection, you know, of what other people saw. And, and I didn't like it. Uh, you know, I didn't like the stretch marks. I didn't like the fat hanging over. I didn't like knowing that I wasn't who I thought I was. Um, and in that moment, something sort of clicked in me and it was like, you know what, dude, you, you got to do this and you've already got all the skills that like you acquired playing video games. Like, you know, how to, you know, how to grind out and level up, you know, how to, how to get you know, bigger and stronger and, and you have a goal, but you have to work towards it piece by piece. But the biggest thing that stuck out in my mind, um, and this is sort of where like, that little voice kind of became the big voice that I started listening to. Uh, you know, growing up, I was a big, you know, uh, I thought growing up I wanted to be a minister. So I grew up in a very religious family. Uh, and then I got really into like philosophy, Kierkegaard, uh, you know, existentialism, uh, you know, and reading all, all of that stuff. And I started to realize how similar a lot of things were, you know, Joseph Campbell, you know, talks about that as well. You know, that the, the hero's myth, all the myths that we have throughout history sort of follow this same narrative structure. Um, and something inside of me went, you know, Robbie, you've always felt like there's something inside of you where you could be better, where you could be great. But every time you play a video game, you play that game the way you've always wanted to present yourself to the world. You play the hero that you've always wanted to be. So why aren't you playing that hero in your real life? Why can't you become that, that person? Um, and that was sort of my first little mental uh, 
you know, step into a, a greater journey. Uh, and, you know, from there, I just sort of turned my fitness journey into a game. You know, every time I went to the gym, it wasn't to, you know, it wasn't to to lift a thousand pounds. It was just to get better. It was to get more experience this week and the next week, more experience. And just after a while, I would go from level four to level six. And level six, I'd see some differences. You know, I'd be stronger. I'd be faster. I might be a little skinnier. And then continuing to progress each and in every way. And then I just fell in love with it and decided that, you know, I wanted to help people who struggle the same way that I've struggled and became a trainer and a coach and a writer um, and started my podcast. And it's just, you know, it's just gone from there. Yeah. And and it's just you've you've made i hope you realize that you have made that that impact on people i know um sometimes you and i will talk and i'll be like you know what i'm gonna go i'm gonna go do my stretches or i'm gonna go you know run around the block you know maybe later you know probably when i'm done with this i'm gonna go you know catch some pokemon (laughs) um so you do have that effect on people. So don't ever let anyone tell you differently. And some people might call you crazy, but it takes the crazies to change the world. It 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 does. And and, and it's you know, I I will tell people sort of some of the the mental strategies and the visualization. I'm a big believer in visualization. I think partially that comes from having a gigantic imagination as a kid, uh, where like I had created entire basketball teams i had this little six foot plastic basketball goal my grandfather gave me and a whole league i had whole rosters of like teams i played against their personalities uh like i created that whole universe uh you know as a kid um but we all did that we all ran around the house acting as superheroes and people will look at me kind of strangely sometimes when i when i talk to clients or, or, or friends and, and I tell them, go back to those days when you were a kid. Think about when you were a superhero. Nothing could defeat you. You were able to do that. But now you've been telling yourself this this negative story that's been keeping you down, but you wanted to be Spider-Man because you connected with Spider-Man. So be Spider-Man. Take his persona and put that into your own life. And why not live that story? Because the story you've been living sucks. Change your story. <laughs> like, change the story. You like it's never too late to change the story that you're writing for your life ever. Oh, and honestly, first of all, I totally agree with you. And second, what a great twist in the book. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, I, I hope everyone takes that to heart. It's it, 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 you're right. It's, it's a great twist in the book because like you could live your whole life letting other people write your story. And when you die, what do you, what do you have left? What do you have? What What are people going to remember you by? You know, like be the person you've always wanted to be. Write your story because the one thing that people often forget, and and I think it's it's hard to say this in a world where you uh, you want to help other people, but until you can really be selfish enough to take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to help other people. Like oh, yeah. you need to be your number one priority, and then you can start taking care of other people. Yeah. And, and you really need to get to a place where you know exactly what you, what you need to do to succeed because the best you is going to be able to help other people better, faster, more efficiently. Yep. Yep. I agree. Tell us about one of your heroes, either fictional superhero, video game hero. Oh, um, you know, it, it all comic book wise superhero or, or that it all, it goes back, it goes back to Captain America. It goes back to Cap. Uh, you know what? He he grew up the scrawny runt who got picked on, but he stood up for other people. Um, and, you know, when you read Cap's story, and, and I, I was really, really excited that they caught this moment in the, in the first film really well, um, you know, where he knew deep inside of him it didn't matter that he was weak. It didn't matter that he wasn't good enough to be in the army. He knew that he had something to give the world. And that always connected and resonated with me because I, I always felt that way. Um, you know, I didn't grow up in the, my dad and I didn't have the best relationship, uh, for the longest time. And he wasn't necessarily like the ideal person you wanted to look up to. Uh, and something inside of me was like, you can be better than him. You 
can be. Like you don't have to become, you don't have to be like Luke and become Darth Vader. You don't have to be like that scene in uh, in the cave. Uh-huh. Uh, and and that just that that little voice stayed inside of me for a long time. And yeah, I got down on myself. You know, I was hard on myself. My I was a smart kid. Everyone expected me to become a rocket scientist and buy them all BMWs. And uh, <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. My grandmother said that to me once, and I was like, "Why don't you buy your own BMW? Why do I have to be the one to get you out of your crap?" Uh, you know. And then in school, when I didn't do well, man, there was no one harder harder on me than myself. Um, and I didn't have a lot of confidence. Don't even get me started on talking to girls because that just that was that was a train wreck in and of itself. <laughs> um, you know, and I was, I was the awkward ginger kid. Like you, you if you're a redhead, it's just going to happen no matter what. Like you, you can't get <laughs> just, you're Ron Weasley, no matter how hard you try. Be it. Uh, and it, you know, it, I don't know. Just talking about this, this stuff sometimes. Um, but Cap, Cap was always the one just, he always connected with me that I could be more that if I really had some principles and values that I lived up to, and stayed rock solid, rock solid to those foundations. I could really become something great, um, and that's why Caps always sort of stuck out to me. Yeah, and I mean, I I think everyone, at least recently, can relate in some way to Captain America. Like, yeah, you, his three movies are some of the best from the Marvel universe, and it's because I think well, one reason is the character is fairly relatable to in a juxtaposition to the rest of that crew. Yeah. Like, well, I think he's, he's the example of what, of what we see America being. Yeah. You know, like, like if you, if you go down that route, but he, he stands up for what is right. And they're in a world where most people aren't. (laughs) Well, yes. And I mean, if, if we look at, we could dive into a giant nerdy topic right now, but if we look at, what he's his persona in the third movie civil war i don't know if he's always standing up for what's right that is that is true i i mean i thought civil war was really good because it did bring up a lot of really good points but i think the way they made cap grow um was was really good to see because those first two films you're like yeah he's doing the right thing he's doing the right thing and the third one it's like oh oh there is a moral gray oh there is a gray you know it's like Cap yeah. can't really deal with the gray. It's black and white. The cap. There's no. There's not a lot of gray, um, which is a great exploration of of that character because that's the truth in life. In in life, life is lived ninety five percent in the gray, and you know we like extremes, but it's finding that middle. Finding that middle ground, yeah. But <laughs> I mean, have you have you heard either me talk about or on the internet talk about like Captain America's biggest fear? is not having a fight to fight. This is probably the first time I've actually heard that theory, but that doesn't surprise me. Like, I'm not shocked by that. It makes sense. Like he had, yeah, he, but, but I think as human beings, so many of us constantly need a fight. We need a struggle. We want, because that's what we've been doing as a species for like 10,000 years. We've been fighting plagues. We've been fighting disease. We've been fighting war. And I think that's something that there are a lot of events going on in, the U.S. today, and I, and I won't go into any of that, but I think that's one thing why you see why the internet is so like everyone wants to fight about mundane BS because innately inside of us, we if we don't have a reason to fight, well, what are we doing? Yeah. No, so that I, actually that makes sense. But but I I have to disagree with you there. It it gets to a point where, and I'm going to bring this up again. So in in Avengers 2, uh, Age of Ultron, everyone sees their their worst nightmares. Tony says all his friends have died because of him, and aliens are taking over the world. Right. Caps is, he goes back to the dance hall, and Peggy's there, and she says, the war is over. So Caps' mentality is going to be, his mentality is going to be, I don't have a fight to fight. He he always needs a fight to fight, whereas Tony is fighting to end the fights. Like, Captain, I think he always wants to win the fight, 
but he always needs another battle. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, and I think it, I think that brings up that's a good point to think about. Now I'm going to rewatch Civil War a little differently, uh, from with that that concept in in mind because it kind of does make sense. I mean, Cap's always chasing someone, he's fighting someone. Tony's yeah. kind of Tony kind of gave it up, like he destroyed all of his Iron Man suits. Yeah, and and Cap because he has that drive to fight, he's not open to compromise and to negotiation. He's open to the other guy surrendering. Yeah. So everyone take that with a grain of salt. Do it what you will. Let me know if I'm insane. <laughs> Let me know if I'm crazy. I keep asking people. Let me know if this uh, theory is uh, totally whack. But what is your favorite area of nerdiness? Oh, man. I can't really peg down one. Um, Currently, what is your favorite area of nerdiness? Ah. <sighs> I mean, really, if we if we break it down, I'm a Star Wars nerd, hands down. Like all my T-shirts are like it's all like Star Wars T-shirts, um, and then video games, and then uh, and then then comics. Um, but dude, I will like I will nerd out on a ton of stuff. Like football season's coming up, I'm gonna nerd out for my fantasy football draft, like because I do not want to lose again, like I did last season. Um, I prominently have to keep a trophy of a jackass in the house. <laughs> uh, and um there's yeah there's a curse on that trophy that i'm hoping i break and don't continue um yeah because that would not be good do you want to tell us about the curse or if you talk um, about so it, every, every true? everyone who has finished last place in this league and has gotten that trophy within the next 12 months have become pregnant well i really hope kid. <laughs> so my hope is that like that no <laughs> well a i think it's medically impossible for you to get pregnant at least as of right now true um, for me although there was a riveting documentary in the early 90s called junior oh man that was a great documentary <laughs> and i, don't know what I happened to that guy yeah arnold schwarzenegger having a kid i was like wow <laughs> impressive Way to take one for the team, Arnold. You really can do everything. And what was what was the next movie he did? That that Christmas thing. That oh oh, and then he became governor. Oh, good jingle thing. all the way. Yeah, good thing he got out of Hollywood when he did. <laughs> but I will say this: I did get to see Arnold when I was uh, working out in Venice back in November. And dude, even in his sixties, the sun still glistens off those off those biceps. It's oh, like God, yeah. <laughs> no, I had a buddy. I had a buddy who was working out at in Venice at Muscle Beach, and it was Super Bowl Sunday, and this huge beefy guy rides up to the to the entrance of the 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 gated off gym area that they have, and he just he looks in and everyone knows it's Arnold and he just goes looking good guys and takes off on his bike and I was like. I was like, that is so cool. And and you know the next set that everyone did? Was the most epic set they've ever done in their life. Yes. <laughs> like some some dude some dude put forty like two forty fives on for squats. He was like, doesn't even matter. Set a PR right now. Right <laughs> out. And he's never done that weight again. Nor may he ever, but seriously, the adrenaline <laughs> would be so flowing. Oh god, it'd be so cool. Yeah. Um, no, uh, I feel you on the fantasy football thing. We should get a bunch of podcasters together and form a fantasy football league. Oh, uh, if I, I'd be down with that. I'd be down. I, I love, I, I, this year I've, I've made a promise to myself that, um, I'm only going to do like four leagues. <laughs> I just, it, well, cause I always end up in one that like people are like, Hey, we need someone to fill in. I'm like, all right. And then I don't care. I just draft Johnny Menzel with the first pick because it's my I'm not paying for the league. I don't care. I'm just there to fill in a spot. spot. Um but I get really competitive with it, so I've made a promise to myself I need to be a little more stoic this year because they're playing the game. I can't control them. I'm just going to watch and enjoy and then just get mad when my Panthers don't do something good. Um like when the Super Bowl? Uh, don't get me started on that. I'm not even I got my conspiracy I got my conspiracy theories, but I'm not going there. <laughs> That's awesome. Not cool. yeah. I'm only in t- I'm only in two leagues, but they're the two leagues I care the most about. 
yeah. one I'm one I'm back-to-back champions and one from a three-peat. Nice, nice. Although they might kick me out, because <laughs> like the buy-in isn't a lot, but nobody wants to be constantly losing to the same guy. And I'll put in a lot of research and a lot of time. Yeah. And so, like, when I'm drafting, like, I know, I won't go so far as to know the guys, like, 40 times from the combines, but I'll know a fair amount. And then, like, yeah, so I hope I hope they don't kick me out if I win again. <laughs> or politely ask me to leave. Because I came in as the guy who was just there to fill a spot. Yeah, and then you just dominated the last two years. Well, yeah, I sucked for the first two or three years I was in the league, and then the last two years I've just been, like, on fire. Yeah. But I've only really met two of the people in the league. I don't know anybody else because it's all online. Yeah. So, anyways, we'll see what happens there. But yes, we. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put some feelers out there, and we'll try to get maybe a yeah, that'd be awesome. Eight ten man team or league going. Yeah, let's do it. So, what's one thing you're into that other people find surprising? Um, you know, as a fitness coach, people find it really surprising that I love whiskey. Um, like they just assume that because I I train people in a gym and I train people online that like, oh. You know, he, he drinks water and eats chicken and broccoli and, and rice. Like, no, I love Ben and Jerry's and I love whiskey. Why do you um, think I work out so much? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I'm I a huge, huge – like, actually now I wrote an article on my website uh, called How to Start Drinking Whiskey um, and sort of, like, my experience on how I got into the process of it. Um, but I have people reach out to me all the time now asking about, like, hey, sh- what whiskey should I get? Is this good? Is this scotch good? Is this – uh, you know, I've sort of moved on now to a little more scotch uh, than bourbon. Um, but, yeah, people always get surprised by that because they just assume that because I work out in the gym that, like, I don't I don't drink, uh, you know, alcohol. But, no, dude, I, I, I love, love, love whiskey. Yeah. I, you know, we've, we've talked about this on your podcast. Like, I'm a beer guy. Like, yeah. I – and it's not as – it's – not as easy to work off as you know just one shot of whiskey because <laughs> beer is bigger and there's more of it um but yeah man i just i could i don't want to say something like weird like i could drink for hours <laughs> uh, i just love trying new beers and beer is the new wine like if people don't think that region or water or you know, flair profile matters in beer, then they're not drinking the right beers. And I'm sure no. the same is true same, with whiskey. Same, same, same for whiskey, because before, at one point when it's the wort, um, beer and whiskey come from the same stuff. They're made the same way until you add in the hops. Um, and then whiskey you actually put in a barrel and let it age. Um, but there are actually a lot of, I think the beer thing, the microbrew thing has sort of, plateaued out and now people are starting to get into spirits you see a lot more spirits like vodka gin uh rum and whiskey being made um and i think that's going to become the sort of next big thing where you see people go but dude i i love beer as well i just got tired of ipas like you give me a good stout or porter oh i'm done yeah i i wholeheartedly summer yeah, it's it, this is what I was gonna say. It's especially growing up in Phoenix now in LA, like the only time you can really get the full hundred percent enjoyment out of a stout or a porter is between like November and March. Like it's just not cold enough to enjoy a thick, heavy beer. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'm kind of worn out on IPAs. I just, just want I I really do want a beer that sort of like I had a sweet potato beer. It was really good. Um, but I, I don't know. I want something new and different. Um, and I, I don't know. I'm just waiting for that one beer that like blows me away. Uh, oh, okay. Just haven't, just haven't had it yet. Have Have you gotten into sours at all? Uh, not a big sours fan. Okay. I do like mead. Mead is very, I mean, it's like oh. Dimetap, but, uh, <laughs> which, you know, makes a six year old inside me be like, Ooh, Dimetap. <laughs> no. uh, um, I have been a fan of mead. Um, it's very, very dangerous though. It's yeah. some some yeah. Uh, very high ABV sometimes can be very very sweet, and so you don't even know what you're drinking. You don't even know what you're drinking. Next thing you know, you're like, oh, and the hangover the next morning is atrocious. 
Okay. So, uh, superpowers. If you could have any superpower, would your superpower be? Oh, I have to deal with the fact that I have a bit of a slight God complex. Um, <laughs> always, and I admit this to people, like my dream as a kid uh, was to have a house on top of a mountain because I just wanted to like watch the world below me. Um, I think I would just like to have like Professor X sort of powers where I could just like telepathy, but like get you to do, you know, my, my, my bidding. Uh, flight would be cool. Like I know flight would be awesome because I could just fly anywhere. And, uh, you know, I was listening to your episode with the Jerd and, uh, you know, he was like, yeah, just fly up above the clouds and in the silence. I'm like, yeah, that would be cool. That would be awesome. But it would be way cooler if I could have someone just to, like deliver me a Lamborghini. I just walk into the <laughs> ship and be like, I'm going to drive that. And they're like, oh, yeah. But, you know, like a, like a, like a Jedi mind trick, but okay, not but Jedi. I, I want to say, given the examples you just used, you're well on your way to supervillain. <laughs> I do I do believe the Sith are, are are right and I believe the Jedi are wrong. I will be honest about that. I think the Sith Ooh. code I think the Sith code is far more powerful to life and conquering obstacles and goals than the Jedi code. Interesting. Yeah. I bet we could talk for another hour or two on that. Uh, we we could. I, I wrote an article called Do You Eat Sith? Uh, about how that code can actually help you achieve your goals in the gym. Um, okay. Yeah. So it was a uh, I don't know, it just came out of nowhere, and I just always felt like uh, that is just, it's more powerful than, uh, yeah. than you know. Well, we will, we will make sure to link everybody in the show notes to these articles so they can form their own opinions. <laughs> yeah. We've already talked about fitness a great deal, but uh, do you have a favorite cheat meal, or is it just your, your whiskeys? Um, I, you know, I... I used to be a proponent of cheat meals or cheat days, um, cheat days, I guess, uh, until I realized, oh, I spent $70 on a cheat day and consumed like 8,000 calories <laughs> uh, because I bought, you know, two large pizzas, three pints of Benajeri's and Taco Bell breakfast. Um, so I spent, I was like, no, I can't, I can't do cheat days anymore. It's just too much money. Um, I try to fit everything in. You know, I try to be as balanced as possible. If I have a cheat meal, man, honestly, it's just a burger. There's a great place in Atlanta. Oh, my God. It's called The Vortex. Uh, if you've ever seen Man vs. Food, he goes to The Vortex in the episode. Okay. But they have a, they have three burgers. One's called The Bypass, The Double Bypass, and The Triple Bypass. The Double Bypass is like 18 bucks, and it's fantastic. It's uh, two... Eight ounce beef patties. Okay, just pound you've got yep six strips of bacon, six strips of American cheese. Oh, and your bun? Your bun isn't a bun. It's two grilled cheese sandwiches. Oh, that sounds delicious. It's I can't even tell you how amazing it is. It's so good. Um, but that like meat, cheese, like beef, bacon, cheese, like a burger, like a good burger. Um. That's probably like I like pizza, but I'm not unless I'm drunk and some friends in New York City at like 2 a.m. I'm not like a huge like pizza guy. Like I'll eat it, um, but man, uh, good burger, ribs. See, it's all oh, ribs are so good. See, I'm not even I'm not even a big pizza guy. Like I I went a year or two not eating pizza just because I was avoiding pizza is essentially bread cheese and grease it, it yeah it's, it's just carbon fat like that's yeah. <laughs> there's, and, there's no protein there was a point in in my diet where i was avoiding those three things so why am i going to eat a eat a pizza in that year like i had a pizza like no times but then after that someone we ordered pizza at work or whatever and i had a slice and i was like i don't even feel good this doesn't, this doesn't even taste good to me yeah. so amazing how that that mind stomach connection can can it break totally, it, it totally changes um there's a lot of interesting research data now on like gut bacteria and how like the bacteria that lives in your gut actually tells your brain what you're hungry for um so taking a whole year off of not eating pizza your brain is like well i don't have that bacteria in your body i don't really want it because that's not what your body that bacteria is not telling your body so then when you eat it the bacteria in your stomach is like oh god why why what would you this? <laughs> yeah. Why would you do this to yourself? <laughs> oh. um, do, do you have a mantra or a motto to get you up and moving? 
Uh, I have a few, I guess. Um, we'll uh, we'll keep it in sort of the geek vein. Uh, you know, obviously, like I said, you know, the the sit code has always spoke to me. Uh, but one thing has always been, I've always been a big fan of Han Solo because you know Han Solo is cooler. But sorry, Luke, you're not like you're the whiny kid, not cool. Uh, but but never tell me the odds has always been sort of a, a mantra. It's emblazoned on the inside, or stitched on the inside of my suit jacket, and it will be eventually tattooed here on my left tricep uh, once I get the balls to get a tattoo done. Um, but it's just something that reminds me that, you know what, people are going to, haters are going to hate, and they're going to tell you you can't do something, but don't tell me the odds. Don't be a C-3PO in my life because I will find a way. I've always found a way to make things work and I will continue to overlook the odds and make it work. Um, so I guess that's really sort of, really sort of it. And then, you know, I, I always say my motto is squat, squats, squats and scotch, scotch and squats. Uh, <laughs> sometimes I say that wrong and it comes out squatch and scatch. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, you know, squats and a, and a good scotch nothing wrong with that in life there you go that's awesome the two things we all need to work towards squats and scotch yep all right uh current events man what did you do to work out nerd out this week and you've already said pokemon go you've already said you worked out a little <laughs> bit uh workout nerd out uh well my wife hates game of thrones and i'm so glad she's gone for the month i miss her i do i miss her uh, <laughs> uh wink wink Love you. Uh, but I get to catch up on all the stuff that she hates. Like the shows that like I try to weasel in and then like five minutes in, you can tell she's just not into it. And I'm like, all right, fine. Let's put on something else. So I've caught up on season five of Game of Thrones. I'm getting into season six. I still got house. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm way, I, I'm that way behind. Um, because I like, I, Dude, I'm up at 4 a.m. and I hustle and work all day from 4 a.m. until 6 p.m. and then spend time with her. Like, I'm working, writing, podcasting, coaching, doing all that. Um, so I, I don't, don't take a lot of time for, for personal stuff that I should. Um, but I've been geeking out, been nerded out on that this week. Um, and then workout, I've been trying to get back into it. Uh, I just got back from vacation, so I, I got to start a new little program. Um, still trying to hit 400 on my deadlift because it's just been this – it's just been this satanic temptress that just keeps partly. I know I'm in my head, but I, I like 400. It, I, it just won't come off the floor. If I can get it to my knees, I know I can finish it. Um, but it's just, it's been, it's been a struggle. Um, but just kind of getting back into it from, from vacation and getting started back on a regimented program. That's not just, Oh, I'm going to go to the, the beach gym, do some curls and then some curls and then some, curls because we're going to be on the beach and i want my arms to look good uh <laughs> but yeah just just sort of getting back into it uh after this photo shoot that i've been prepping for for the last two months oh excellent what's the photo shoot well i had it uh back in mid-june uh, i was in june for uh, i'm a part of my mentor the man who wrote the book that sort of inspired me uh again like it was that second call to action to get off my ass uh i'm in his business mastermind and uh we were in new york for our meeting uh, and we had a photo shoot and uh, just getting headshots and some body shots for the website and for like promotional stuff. Oh, very um, cool. But, you know, I went, I went hardcore, like 1900 calories, working out seven days a week, uh, really aggressive fat loss protocol because I only had six weeks. But uh, it's it's nice to get back in the gym and be like, oh, whew, I don't feel so horrible now working out. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Now, my, my workout nerd out is currently the routine I'm doing is the Dark Knight workout. Yeah which is what Christian Bale used to bulk up to uh, for The Dark Knight. Yeah. Um, really awesome program. Really enjoying doing it. Um, I've been kind of adjusting with my new schedule, getting that taken care of because it's long. Like, if you, if you take two to three minutes of rest between every set, you're going to be in the gym for over two hours. Yeah. So... Been working on that, and then uh, last night I just broke into the new trade of Saga, so issues thirty-one through thirty-five or thirty-six. <sighs> that comic is so good. That is, since we talked, that's the one that's on my, my next on my list to pick up. Yeah, it's good, dude. It's it's so great. Um, 
yeah, I, I can't even get into it. It's just not it's not for children. Do not let children read this comic. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's talk a little bit more about SideQuest uh, and the podcast. Uh, first, you just hit 100 episodes. Um, by the time this airs, it'll, you'll probably be on 103, 104. But congratulations. That's awesome. Um, tell us why you decided to start the podcast. Um, well, when the podcast originally started, um, you know, I was using this this app that you know some listeners may know uh, called Photocracy, where you can track your workouts and sort of set up like an RPG, and you can level up, get points. Um, it was a great little system. Um, and at one point, they had more active users than Twitter uh, a few years ago. That's died off a little bit. Um, but I started the podcast because I was like, look, I love what you guys done. They also did online coaching and I dealt with some coaches. Uh, and I was like, look, I want to do podcasts because podcasts are big. I think you guys should have a podcast because it's an avenue for people to get to know your coaches that are, you know, you're selling programs for, um, you know, they get to know them, they can hear them. You know, we can talk to other people in the industry. Uh, you know, it's, I think it's a great avenue. Uh, and their CEO was like, well, I don't really have the time, but you take it, you do it do your thing. You can be the unofficial podcast of photocracy. So for about the first 50 episodes, that's what I was. Um, and I had sort of developed my own brand and kind of came my own thing. And he was like, just go do your thing, dude, go do your thing. Um, so the reason I really wanted to start it is I want people to understand that I think people have this view of fitness coaches as like, you're the perfect entity and you always hit your calories and you've never struggled. And it's always been easy. And I wanted to highlight that there are people I mean, almost every coach out there has come from some sort of background or some story where they were the fat kid. They didn't have confidence. They got in the gym. They found themselves. They found their confidence or they they suffered from cancer. Like people who come back and battled disease, obesity, diabetes, you know, and won those battles. And I wanted to tell those inspiring stories because I've I've always been a big believer in storytelling. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, talked about telling a different story, you know, earlier in the show. And I think for so many people, I want them to understand that you can tell the same story that these coaches now live. You can tell that story. So take the tips and tricks that, that they've used and apply those to your journey because it's dangerous to go alone. So take this. <laughs> That's awesome. That's, uh, and it's, it's, it's true. I mean, you know, some, God, sometimes when people, I've had people look up to me or who've run races with me or have worked out with me. They think it's all great, but it's like there are times when I'll take like two, three weeks off the gym. They're like, what? Or yeah. I'll go ha enjoy my cheat meal, which is mac and cheese. You know, oh, yeah. um, I'm, t I'm not talking like crap. I'm talking gourmet out to the restaurant, bacon, four different types of cheeses. Like pork. Yeah. So much stuff in the mac and cheese that it's, Oh God! I know I'm drooling, yeah. and now I'm drooling. Yeah. Um, but there is a like, fitness people are not fitness people all the time. No, they're not. I I can tell you that like being with the guys that I was in that are in my business mastermind, dude, we drank ourselves stupid for two days, ate pizza at like three a.m., garlic knots at three a.m. Like we did all the things you're not supposed to do, and that's what and that's what happens. But you know, everyone talks about living the eighty twenty principle, and I did the math. If you live the 80-20 principle for a whole year, you have 10 weeks that you can live 20%, that you can enjoy the 20%. You don't need a whole week to do that because you do a whole week of it and you're going to wake up one morning like, oh, I hate myself. And you're not going to want to do that again. But you spurse those days out throughout the year. I mean, yeah. it's it's really not it's really not that big. You know, it's, it's not that hard. And. You know, when you have those days where you're really hardcore and you're hitting it and you're like, yes, I'm on a roll, and then you have a slip up, it's one day. Tomorrow is a brand new day fresh with no mistakes. Like, the one thing I wish I could I could instill on people is just because you did something today, don't let it carry over to tomorrow mm -hmm. if you don't want it to. If you want to, if you want to have it carry over, it's, it's a good thing. Yeah. If it's you're like, oh, I worked out today. I'm gonna carry. I'm gonna use that momentum to work out tomorrow. But not like, oh, I cheated on my diet today. So it's Thursday. So you know what? Screw it. I'm just gonna start again on Monday. Yeah. So then they eat crap for the next four days. 
Um, so yeah, like I, I feel you on that one, my friend. I feel you on that yeah. one. Now, what other stuff do you have going on besides the podcast? Your personal trainer, your writer. Where can we? Uh, yeah, I, so I write over at SideQuestFitness.com. Uh, I also do online coaching over there. Um, you know, so it's like a personal trainer in your pocket. Uh, I like to say I like to say it's a Game Boy for fitness because you don't have to meet me at 5 a.m. You don't have to meet me at 6 p.m. You can work out when you want to. You get all that done. Um, when you're training with a trainer in the gym, you see them for an hour. You leave. That's it. Until you come back, you don't have any contact with them. You have no accountability. And when the main battle is not the gym, like that's the thing about po- like Pokemon. I think Pokemon really teaches as well. Yeah, you go to the gym and you battle. But the real battle is out in the world. That's where the real struggles come. That's where the real like scary shit comes your way. How are you going to work you know, through that? And that's why having someone who can keep you accountable, having a coach there to help you through the 95% of the stuff, the gym is the 5%, the 95% of the stuff that you got to worry about. Um, but I also write uh, for websites uh, like my mentors, Roman Fitness Systems, AskMen.com, BroBible.com. Uh, I've written for awesome. – uh, yeah, I've written for a ton of other sites, you know, and again, trying to publish in multiple different places all over the, the intranets. Um, and then the podcast is on the website as well. It's on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, and Google Play Music as well. So everyone, whether you're iPhone or Android or even Windows phone, you can find some way to, to grab the podcast. Uh, episodes are up every Monday. I do an interview with someone uh, like Kenneth here or someone else in the in the world of of fitness or, or geekdom. Uh, and then on Thursdays, starting now, I have solo episodes going up 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes of me talking about uh, something, adding some value to your life and helping you on your fitness quest. Awesome. And I'm looking forward to those. Uh, mostly because I've thought about doing some solo stuff, but it's just, it's not, it's not really my main focus right now. Yeah. You know? So, um, and I just like talking to people. I, I do too. And that's, I, I'll be on, I'll be honest. I, I, I am a little scared, you know, to, to, to put these up because, you know, I, I enjoy talking to people like, yeah, I want to hear myself talk. <laughs> I'll be honest. I, 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 I'm a chatterbox, but for me to put like, it's, it's very different to put yourself out in the world when it's just you. Yeah. So it should no, be I... scary. Cause I do it with writing. It, like I write and put that out in the world. Like what am I, what am I scared of? Yeah, I hear you there. So, let's see. Do you have a go-to nerd or fitness resource that helps you fulfill your goals, of course, aside from the podcast and personal training? Uh, yeah, I mean, really, um, you know, nerd sources, nerdist. Like, you're not going to get any better than, than, than Hartwick and, and everything they do over there. Uh, I also enjoy reading stuff like geek.com. Um, they, have, they have some good articles and, and, and whatnot. Uh, Kotaku, if you're doing video game stuff. Um, I really miss Joystick. I miss those guys. I really enjoyed uh, that website when we were going, but Kotaku is for, for video games. Uh, Fitness-wise, man, I mean, my mentor's website, RomanFitnessSystems.com, John Romanello. Um, you know, I enjoy reading stuff by Brian Cron. I mean, these are all people I've had on the show. Brian Cron, Tony Gentlecore. Um, uh, when he does write, and if he hears this episode, I hope he has written by now again. Uh, uh-huh. my, my boy Tanner Bays does some good writing. Um, there's, there's a lot of people in the, like, if you really love science, like the science, like the mechanics of lifting, uh, Greg Knuckles over at Strength Theory will blow your mind. I mean, like he, you're going to read like 15,000 words, but he's going to give you the angles, the momentum, the velocity, like he gets into real nuts and oh, bolts. That's cool. Um, but it's, I mean, it's just, it's so, so good what he does over there. Um, but there's, I mean, there were so many, so many people, uh, people who guessed it on, on my website and, and that I featured. So, uh, I, that's, that's just sort of who, who I, who I go to. Excellent. And where can people connect with you? Uh, if you want to follow me on Snapchat, uh, and find out all the shenanigans that I get myself into SideQuest fit on Snapchat. Uh, you can find me on Facebook SideQuest fitness. Uh, just go search for type that in. And Twitter and Instagram, SideQuestFM is where you can find me over there. And again, podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, all of that. Or just Google SideQuest Fitness. It'll take you to the website. You can get all the podcast stuff there as well. Excellent. Excellent. 
uh, and cap things off. And of course, we will be linking to all of your stuff so they can always just go to our website and find you there. Right. What parting advice do you have for everyone out there? Uh, you know, sort of what I said, uh, combining sort of two things that I've said in this. There is no better time to start rewriting the story that you're living today. If you don't, if you don't like the path you're on, change it. You can you can start a whole new journey. You can start a whole new character. Live as the person you've always wanted to live, and you can start that today. You don't have to wait. You don't have to continue to struggle. Like just start it today. There are tons of people online, myself included, and Kenneth, who will love to help you get you started on that on that journey. But tell the story that you've always wanted to tell. Be the person. Be the hero. You know, if you connect with Cap, then try and live. You know, and, and take on the idols of Cap. You know, whoever your hero may be, because deep inside of you, you've connected with that person for a reason. Because a part of you is in them, or a part of them is in you. Uh, and then you know, sort of beyond that. It's a brand new day. Forgive yourself. Uh, you know, make what cho- the right choice that you want to make. Make it. Make it today. Don't worry about the mistakes you made yesterday. It's the past. It's done. It's over. You can't go back. There's no save files. Like, just make the choice that you want to make and start making it today. And try and get one percent better every single day. Little Lego blocks. That's all you're building. Tiny Lego blocks. You're stacking up of su- success. That's awesome. That's, I hope everyone takes that to heart. Um, Bobby, thank you so much for being here today, dude. Thank you so much for talking with me. I had a blast. I, I did too. Thank you for, for having me, and thank you for coming on my show. I'm, uh, I, 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 our episode is like just a huge geek out, and I loved it. I loved it. <laughs> Excellent. Um, I love, I love podcasting podcasters because podcasters love to podcast. <laughs> that's true it's a tone twister <laughs> podcasters because podcasters love them yeah exactly <laughs> uh, I'm going to write it out and I'm going to tweet that at some point <laughs> no. I like it, um, like it. alright everyone out there listening thank you again for tuning in um, workout nerd out y'all Thank you for listening to the Dumbbells and Dragons podcast. Please leave us a review on iTunes as well as a rating. We would definitely appreciate it. And while you're at it, follow us on all social media at Dumbbells Dragon. That includes Pinterest, Tumblr, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Periscope, and Snapchat. Until next time, work out, nerd out.